Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle. With me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone is having a wonderful, what is it, Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Oh, man. I uh, hope everyone's having a great Tuesday. I have an awesome show for you guys tonight. I'm very excited. And I'm excited to start getting back to doing, uh, you know, regular shows again. You know, that we, we talked a little bit about it last week. And I was supposed to do this show last week. And then I got uh, absolutely, like, on my deathbed sick for uh, about 48 hours. Just knocked on my ass. Uh, it was it was really rough. Don't know what it was. Brutal. Uh, brutal fever. No cough, um, just sinus and fever and uh, feeling like I was going to puke and stuff. And then I spent another uh, 24 hours feeling just really weak and probably probably my, my electrolytes were all out of balance. So I didn't get to... Uh I didn't get to do the sh- this show last week, so we're doing it this week. But I'm, I'm glad to be back doing regular shows with you guys. Um, I was spread pretty thin there t- towards the end of the campaign. Uh, a lot of family stuff going on and stuff. And so we, we didn't do a show for a month, and I felt bad. But we're back. I love you guys. I'm happy to be here. Uh, we got a great show for you guys tonight, except we got to start with some sponsors. Of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great custom Break the Cycle pillow that you see on my couch on all of my shows by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you guys, go over to the Patreon subscribe star or become a member of my YouTube channel under all of my videos by hitting the join link where you can get into a private Discord server and uh, get all Top Lobster's new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount. So it's really good stuff. Only on the new gear, though. Only the new stuff and only for the the two weeks before it goes live. Uh, Then you get the regular BTC checkout after that. Um, but I do see a lot of you guys have become channel members on the YouTube recently, and I appreciate you for that. Uh, if you are not in the Discord yet, please uh, get a hold of me on Twitter or email at joshua.breakthecycle at gmail.com or some other way and let me know so I can get you into the Discord because that one does not automatically add you. The Patreon and the subscribe star do send you an invite, I believe. So, um, And, of course, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, Amy Lepore is amazing. Go support her business. Help her help you. It's going to be amazing. I promise you. Uh, you will not be let down. And guys, we have a new sponsor as well. I do not have a video yet. Um, I've tried to rip it a few times from their video on uh, YouTube, but I cannot get it to rip for some reason. Uh, but it's a new podcast called Extreme Timeline. Uh, a good friend of mine listens. They, they're going back and watching all of uh, ECW wrestling from the beginning and and podcasting about it. So if you're a wrestling fan, uh, it's pretty cool, edgy wrestling podcast i enjoy it um if you're listening to this on the audio feed of course you've heard it you've heard this uh this ad already they have an ad but there's a video for that ad as well that i would like to play on my show uh because they are an awesome supporting sponsor of the show now so uh thank you to them and please go check them out if you can uh guys we've got a great show for you tonight i'm super stoked i put on my tie-dye that's how excited i was um no seriously uh man she she's everything to this movement right now uh, she really put it all together for an amazing win. She's the new chair of the Libertarian National Committee, the Queen Bee herself, Miss Angela McArdle. Ma'am, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. I'm glad. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, you know, it's 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 crazy because you know I've been on the board for for four years, right? I'm I'm going into my fifth year on the board now, and uh, I've had to serve under uh, Nicholas Sarwark and then Joe Bishop Henchman, and then Whitney Billu. Uh, and it has been an absolute shit show to say the least. I mean, we spent, uh, I mean, we spent four years fighting each other, 
That's really what that's really what it boiled down to. It was all about these little stupid uh, dog and pony show political games with each other. It had nothing to do with focusing our our work outward um, on the state, which is what the Libertarian Party is 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 supposed to do. Um, and now we have a chair that I believe, and and a chair that I supported, that I believe that uh, that is going to really foster a culture of people that focus outward on the state. But how's it feel to win, man? That's what I want to know. Uh... Geez, I don't have an exciting answer to this. Um, <laughs> I knew I was going to win. I was out of the room when the results were announced, which was totally tacky. Two, two high you know, power people friends in the liberty movement caught me out in the hall and, and just yacked my ear off. And I am speaking at one of their big events coming up. So I had to be polite and stay outside and talk to them. Uh, Cause that's also good for the national party. Right. But I walked in and everybody high-fived me and I was like, yeah, okay, let's keep moving along. Um, well, I think everybody, I think everybody kind of knew, especially yeah. like, I think a lot of us, like I knew, I knew going into convention, right? Like I had been following the hard count of the delegates. I knew where we yeah. were at. Um, but, but I think once we got to convention and those first couple of motions started going through, I just started going, Oh man, it's oh, going to be, were such, nervous. Oh yeah. I was like, it's going to be such a bloodbath. It's not even close. I'm looking around and I, and I know, you know, I've, I've traveled the country for five years. I know a lot of the Mises members, right? Like a lot of the delegates and I'm looking around and it's just like all familiar faces everywhere yeah. I looked. And I'm just like, Oh my God, it's going to be, it's going to be, I almost felt bad for the other side. At yeah. Convention. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I really did. And, you know, and some of the complaints I got were that it was very, we owned it in your face kind of attitude. Sure. I understand those complaints. However, I will direct people back to 2018 when you first ran. And what was the chant? Stick with Nick. Stick yeah. with Nick. I thought it was pretty rude and in your face. So... Well, I don't if, want to say tit for damn tat, but well, you know, if, sometimes... if, if you do remember, if you remember exactly what happened right when the, 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 uh, results were read in 2018. So there was a, there was a shirt going around that was made by that Kieran Osei guy. Uh, yeah. that was like, that was like, I survived the 2018 national convention. And it's like a ball of dust fighting. Yeah. Right? It was like a little peanuts thing. <clears throat> well, Nick had a special one made that said, I won chair at the at the 20 and it was the same shirt um yeah. and right as the the results were announced he was on stage because he was chairing the convention yeah. and he actually put that shirt on over his suit and was like i'm the best that ever lived or something and it was like and i just walked up to the stage and shook his hand i'm like good job nick you know what i mean like yeah 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 they, they like they 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 have been doing this for a long time and 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 fight and doing all this stuff and then and then they want to get mad when you know people are like hey yeah and we he, won yeah it's bad if you do it, but it's okay if they do it. Right. Well, and it's, you know, I, I was really gracious when I won and I, at this convention. Right. And I, and I shouldn't have been, there was no reason for me to be gracious, but I did. I went up, you know, I shook, I, I had no problems with Eric. I thought Eric was a nice guy. I got a good friendship with Eric. Um, you know, I didn't, I, I went around to a lot of the people who disliked me and told them, Hey, thank you. I hope I can, I don't let you down. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't go around and like point in people's faces and laugh and, and spike right. the ball. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's what they've been doing for years. So why, why shouldn't we have for sure? Yeah, you were probably nicer than I was. I wasn't rude to anyone. I, I, you know, I was I was gracious to Steve and and Tony, but I didn't I didn't go out of my way to identify anybody who hated my guts and shake their hand. Right, right. <laughs> I was I, like, I'm busy. <laughs> well, that you know, I knew I knew that our caucus was kind of split, right? And so 
I knew I was going to have to win over some people that probably weren't in the caucus as well. And so, you know, I worked with, I went and talked to some of the, 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 the moderate middle people and some of them don't like me, you know what I mean? And, um, and tried to assure them like, you know, if I win, I, I promise to do the best I can to, to represent you as well. But you know, these other people over here, I'm probably not going to try my best to represent some of these other people, but Hey, you guys for sure, you know? Um, but so, so you, you, it's been, it's been a little over two weeks now, right? Is that how long it is? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. so, so in that two weeks, why don't you tell me what you've been working on? Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, so we're going to have a, this is going to be, this is going to blow everyone's minds. We're not going to divulge all of the party's strategies uh, publicly because that is a stupid, stupid thing to do if you want to be a major political contender. But I will tell you that we are starting to take a look at establishing some major goals, uh, figuring out processes, streamlining, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that doesn't sound that uh, exciting to, to most people. It's very exciting to me. SWOT analysis, what's, a, what's Scrum? What's Kanban? How do we make decisions? Why would we make, why would we make that decision? How do we operate? All that stuff is, is in the works and coming together. Ballot access. We have gone to town on ballot access. Everybody thinks, oh, the Mises caucus, they don't care about ballot access. Shut your whore mouth. Um, <laughs> just totally wrong. I sat in a meeting with the Delaware Department of Elections to make sure that our rightful affiliate had access to putting their candidates on the ballot. We, we managed that. We owned it. It was very good. We just, I spent hours, not nearly as many hours as the other guys on the team did, but hours working personally on a Wisconsin candidate, uh, Jacob Vandenplass's uh, response to getting his uh, signatures challenged to make sure that he would be on the ballot. Spent hours doing legal research for that, helping them draft the thing. We mailed that, we emailed it in with like literally four minutes to spare. We owned them in the hearing the next morning, just totally hosed the GOP opposition. Uh, I guess there goes the, the, the QAnon level plot that I'm gonna sneak GOP candidates in. Um, what, we got some we need, ballot access. Go ahead. We need to talk about this because this is yeah. this has always been the funniest thing to me, right? Like yeah. they're calling us Republican plants, right? We're Republican plants. We're trying to subvert the party to make it easier for Republicans to win. I've been a registered Libertarian voter since 2010, mind you. Okay, I I, I walked up completely away from the duopoly uh, in like 2008 after I watched what they did to Ron Paul. Right? That everyone yep. knows that I worked on Ron Paul's campaign yep. in 2008. I walked completely away because they just trashed Liberty in the GOP. I was not. I'm not. I don't want the. I don't want a lot of the GOP. There are some GOP candidates that I think are good candidates, and that's fine. And you people know that about me. But there's you know most the majority of them are not Liberty candidates. And and right. you've been. I think you've been in the party as long or longer, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I got really active in the party in 2016 and I was like peripherally active and attended a handful of meetups and would network with people in the party. I think I started doing that in 2014 with some cannabis initiatives that I was working on that other libertarians were working on and some uh, medical freedom stuff in California. Well, but, imagine, uh, imagine being from L.A., right? And, right. and someone saying, oh, you're a Republican plant trying to make it easier for the Republicans to win. Have you ever been to L.A.? The Republicans don't win in L.A. It doesn't no. matter what you do. <laughs> they, are, they are less politically active in L.A. than the L.A. County Libertarian Party is. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's it's, it's how it is in San Francisco, too. You know, the Bay Area. I yeah. mean, it's, there's, you know, you got to go out to the – you got to start going towards the Central Valley away yeah. from the Bay Area to, to really yep. start finding, like – GOPs that like like local I mean, Republican like, parties at work. There's tons of them, and, and they go to meetings. You know, props yeah. to them for showing up to meetings. But 
Like, did they want to, did they want to sign on to our anti-mandate activism? Like only like nominally local, local Republicans who run their own little things, they were happy to help, but the actual LA County GOP, barely a peep out of them, barely a peep. California GOP is a complete joke. They, they were checking vaccine cards for their state convention. Of course they were garbage garbage institution it's it's i i had mike rufo who's also on the board with us now um a wonderful person he's from new jersey he's one of my favorite people in the party uh he said he 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 explained it in a way that made a ton of sense to me how the republicans in jersey are actually democrats yeah he said the republicans are actually democrats and the and the democrats are are far left socialists are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. how, that's how that's exactly how California is. One hundred percent. That's how California is. I would say that the California the log cabin Republicans are fairly based. Sure. The the gay Republicans in California are the are the most based um, of all anti woke. Uh, Republicans right. and a lot of the other Republicans have gone woke. They just they're just desperate to be liked and try to you know claw back some relevancy. It's never going to happen. Sure. Never going to happen. You made a comment recently about about wokeness. How we're we're no longer yeah. accepting the the woke Republicans in the Libertarian Party, and that really that really uh, made some Libertarian people. Let me Libertarians. That's in quotes. In case you guys are yeah. listening to this, um, made them really upset with you. I wonder why that is. Um, but what do you, what do you mean when you say that uh, we're no longer welcoming to the woke Republicans? So so we would welcome people from all political backgrounds, right? Because not many people are born libertarians. A handful of our members have, have had the wonderful, blessed experience of being born to libertarian parents and growing up that way. But it's really, you, you need to check your political and uh, ideological baggage at the door when you come into the party as best as you can. And that means that what we don't want is tyrannical woke policies coming in and taking over our state affiliates, our county affiliates, or certainly not the national party. I mean, state affiliates, they're going to do what they're going to do. So people listening, they're going to lose their minds. It, calm down. Calm, it, you're overreacting. I love saying that. Um, no one's at the LNC is coming to gatekeep your state affiliates. Do what you're going to do. But we don't want people who are ideological tyrants coming in. We don't want to blend of woke fusion Republican nonsense here. It's not, we're not a party for, for lower taxes and pronoun police. Right. That's just not what we do. We don't, it's not helpful. How does that advance Liberty? It's just a, it's, it's a, a beautiful, but also stark contrast to uh, this time about two years ago yeah. where Nicholas yeah. Sarwark was saying, uh, you know, we're taking the party left and that's, you know, I, I can confirm that he said that he said that to Karen Ann Harlow's. He said it yeah. to several people we're taking the party left. And, uh, and so it's such a cool, like beautiful, but stark contrast to, to hear that because it's, you know, we've been, we've been 
you know, we, we get so much shit talked about us for making the party more welcoming to bigots and racists and homophobes and, and God, what uh, Republicans and this and that and this and that. And, uh, but the truth of the matter was that the old regime of the Libertarian Party was the one that was making it more welcoming yep. to the Republicans. That's what they were doing. That was Bill their whole, Weld. Yeah, the Bill Welds. They were going after Bill Walsh. They were going after all these, you know, all these people that are coming from these woke Republicans. Exactly. What Liz were. Cheney. Yeah, Liz Cheney. But, but the, even worse, they weren't just woke Republicans. They were woke Republican neocons, right? Yeah. They, they were the, the they're like remnants of the party of John McCain. These are the people. Yeah. You know, and these are the people that, that, you know, we're the one party in this country that stands up against the, 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 the war sentiment, right? We're the one party in this country that says, hey, well, we don't want to support the military industrial complex anymore. And if you feel the same way, we're a home for you. And we're making it more accepting and, and opening it to people who have sat on boards that have helped keep us in wars in the Middle East. You know what I mean? And that just, it never sat right with me. And it was one of the reasons why I fought so hard against the old regime of the Libertarian Party. Yeah. One of the reasons why now I'm just like, man, life is good. You know, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, so happy. Absolutely. Yeah, Bill Weld is not getting an invitation to speak at uh, any national events as long as I'm around. Uh, probably not Lincoln Chaffee either. <laughs> Yeah, we got a wealth of speakers to choose from. But at least Lincoln is is mostly anti-war. He's real bad on a lot of other stuff. Yeah, he was a little anti-gun too. Yeah, the anti-gun anti stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's see, it's that's but that's like a little bit more of a leftist position. The people who I'm mostly concerned about, like the top the top priority, are woke Republicans, um, because leftists, like genuine leftists, they don't usually stick around. Right. They don't usually stick around for whatever reason that, that we're sort of a revolving door for like these like curious leftists. They'll come in, uh, create a bunch of problems for us, you know, blow you up on the debate stage because uh, they're like a communist monster or whatever. Oh, sure. But then they leave. Oh, you were talking Local. about specifically me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, but then they leave. Right. Yeah, because they can't. Well, they're not going to stick around because they on, on a long enough timeline in this party, no matter who's in, at the helm, they're going to realize that this is a party of capitalism. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and that's just yes. how it's going to be. It's how it's always going to be. You can't because because, you know, you could call us, you know, not real anarchists, not real libertarians, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, if you're going to talk about, you know, free and fair trade and you're going to talk about the being the party of free markets and open markets, that's it's going to boil down to laissez faire capitalism. I mean, that's yes. what we're going to end up pushing for. And at some point they're going to run across enough people to go, you know, maybe this isn't the place I'm supposed to be. Yes, it's going to happen. If 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 little market anarchists and little like commune people want to come join our party, that's totally fine. Yeah, you're you're all welcome. We're just not pushing that in our platform. It's not going to happen. Right. But you can still hang out and do your little hippie commune thing. Like no one's no one's condemning that. Like you know, rainbow gathering, not my jam. But if somebody else wants to go do it, more power to you. It's when you get tyrannical. That's why I like the term like woke. And, and some people don't like it, whatever, but, but it's like obscenity, you know, when you see it, it's usually, uh, it's usually straight white people who are, who are the worst. Actually. Always. It's every not, time. It's not gay people. No. It's not, it's not people with dark skin. It's, uh, it's, it's allies. Right. Those are the people who just save your complex. It's the savior yeah. complex. And, and you yeah. know, you know, this as well as I do, because that, that, like that whole mindset originated in California. Right. And, oh, totally. and, and I, I can, I can picture the Oakland Hills. Okay, with all these upper middle class, uh, like rich 
or, or upper middle class to, to low high class, like living in their two door houses up in the Oakland Hills. They're driving their little Priuses and they're like, I have to go down to East Oakland and save the blacks. Like yeah. that's exactly what they think. And, and, and it's like, it's like, first of all, those people hate you too. You know what I mean? They don't like, they don't want you around the neighborhood. Trust me. I, I've been in, I lived in East Oakland, right? Like they don't want you in the neighborhood. We don't want you in the neighborhood. And you guys are down there like, I have to save you. I have to save you. It's like this. It's like they have no other identity. You know what I mean? And they, they're, right. they're living up on Mount well, Piety. Because, and they're, and they're NIMBYs. So why would you want someone who give, who pushes not in my backyard policies to come down and save you on a Saturday? Right. Right. It's insulting. Yeah. It's insulting. That's, it's the same in LA. It's, it's the not in my backyard people. They're, they're the most like woke and progressive, but that's because it's just, it's like a game to them. You know, their lives aren't at stake. Right. So here we are, Libertarian Party, uh, trying to make the party more welcoming to to black people and minorities. That's actually what we're doing in a real way, not in a token. It's not just tokenizing. No, I think it's I think it's degrading. I think it's degrading. Here's the cool fucking thing, too. This is this is what I love. Like for all the shit they call us and and, you know, our our specific wing of the party um, that we yeah. came from, at least. I mean, I understand that as as a board, we have to re- try our best to represent everybody in the party. I understand that that's our job, and that's what I'm going to try to do, and that's why I reached out to all kinds of people about the SPLC thing first before I voted on it. And But I'll tell you that the wing of the party that I come from has way more fucking diversity than I have ever seen totally. from any of the old regime libertarian uh wings um and and you know and there's a there's a real god what's the there's like a a feeling and a movement coming from our wing yep that is black led i mean that's that's legitimately i mean we're talking mosh we got we're getting zuby involved i mean eric july's even been stoked about the caucus i mean it's and you olivia yeah olivia rondell i mean and you feel it i mean you can feel that energy coming and it, it came in with our wing of the party, but we're the bigots. We're the ones, you know, because we didn't come to the party and go, Hey, uh, we're going to start a black, uh, wing of the party because we need to save these people. We said, Hey man, you know, uh, you know, we got Maj Trey and Maj is, is talking about how libertarians can help the hood and this and that. So we just let them, you know, let them do their thing. That's what, the, that's right. what it was always about. And what, you know, and, and libertarianism, and this is what I've always said. This is why I think that we need to focus more on the local level and why, why the Mises caucus, uh, uh, message resonated with me so much is that the, 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 we as libertarians have to show our communities how yes. our, our policy and our philosophy can enrich their lives because that's Absolutely. how, you, that's how you win. Right. That's you have to show people how it enriches your lives. And there's communities that we're not parts of. Right. And we can never yeah. show that to. And so just getting the fuck out of the way of other communities that you're not in and saying, yeah, man, here's what libertarian libertarianism means to us. Here's our policies. Take them and run with them. Do whatever you want in your own in your own communities. You know what I mean? That's all you ever had to do. That was it. Proof and, of, yeah. Proof of concept. Yes, exactly. It's- it's because we're being authentic instead of being like um, cheerleaders, just giving lip service to something in a, in a community that we're not a part of. Right. You know, it's and, and that makes some people uncomfortable, but it's like we're not part of the black community and that's OK. And we don't have to force ourselves into it. When we get an invite, 
we go there, but we're not trying to boss anyone around or tell them how to be, you know, the, the correct, this is the correct kind of a libertarian. If we're, you know, like this is the agenda for the black libertarian. Exactly. No, like you're going to do your thing and we support it. Just get the fuck out of the way and look what's, yep. look what's happening. You know, we, we had the regime libertarians like, Oh, we got to be anti-bigotry in this and we got to stand up for black lives matter and this shit. And, 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 and none of the black community libertarians wanted anything to fucking do with those people. Zero. Yeah, right. It's and just- then, and the caucus comes in and goes, yo, dude, we're going to talk about decentralizing shit and we're just going to get the fuck out of your way. And then they're like, yeah, that sounds good, dude. We like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that's it. That's all you ever had to do. And, and, uh, and, and now we're the bigots. I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. It doesn't make any damn sense. It's, to me. it's a, it's so, because once you get called a bigot, a Nazi, a racist, you're in the position of saying, I'm not a bigot. Right. So it's a really useful insult to throw at anyone that you don't like and smear because they're just per- going to be permanently branded with And it. of course they know we're not bigots. They know we're not bigots. Yeah. It no, just, it's dishonest. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like Soviet propaganda is really what it is. They're lying. We know they're lying. They know we know they're lying. And they don't care. They keep lying. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, thanks to uh, um, Mr. Yonke from Libertarian Podcast Review for the $10 Super Chat, man. He said, this is what Nick wants. Joshua subverting Angela. That's hilarious, by the way. Uh, if you're, I don't know if you've listened to any of the media I've done since the convention. I have, I have not. I have hardly listened to anything. I'm, uh, I, I'm so sure sorry. you know that uh, the, the Libertarian uh, Loser Caucus that, that uh, is anti-Mesis and anti-you and anti-me um, came to me at convention and said, uh, hey, we really think that you're probably going to screw Angela up if you, if you win vice chair. And at first I, I wanted to be like, are you guys fucking idiots? Like I, I want I'm nothing but the best for Angela and for the, whatever board she chairs. You know what I mean? But I didn't say that. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that I may. I don't know. I'm kind of a fumbling idiot. You know, I don't really know what I'm doing. And so they went around and actually whipped votes for me when the anti the anti caucus. Yeah. Um, and somehow Nick and Sasha Cohen and the Perry's and these people got it in their head that uh, if I became vice chair, I would I would try to drag you down because I have to be the one true chair and all this stuff like I don't give a shit. You know, like I don't need to be the chair. And and so they uh, I think they're the ones that gave me that that two percent on the first ballot, to be honest it's, with you. It's it's interesting. I can't really relate to the level of mental illness that it would take to actively campaign for and, and vote for someone that you hate. Right. Because they hate you. Oh, big time. And like that is a that must just be like a really dark place to be it's as a be. human being. It's gotta be such a dark and well I can't in my head, I'm like, I'm like, okay, the anti-Mises people are trying to whip me because they think I'm going to somehow drag down the the Mises chair candidate. And in my head, I'm like, you, you know, how, not only do you have to be in a really dark place, you have to be really fucking stupid to think that the guy who was around when the caucus was like 50 people in the in the Facebook group and and traveled the country and, and sacrificed his jobs and houses and girlfriends and shit for the caucus is somehow going to get in there and be like, yeah, fuck this caucus. Like... <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It never did. But you know, but, politics is a dirty game. It's projection too, and that's what they would do. Right. Right. It's a it's a real tell. It's true. True. Uh Timothy Perkins, thanks for the one dollar super chat. He said, uh, LP membership affiliate program win. That's a really good question. I don't have a timeline set for anything. We're in the middle of figuring out how do I phrase this? goals that are measurable and attainable that we can achieve and affiliate support is part of that. So rather than rush something, that's going to be a pile of hot garbage. 
I would rather us take time to craft something based on the needs of real affiliates. Well, I think he's talking then, about the uh, the membership affiliate program, right? Which is oh, the membership affiliate program yeah, is I, coming back. It is coming, and back. and that will we will have announcements about that very soon. I have uh, had the pleasure of workshopping that a little bit. But I will say that our operations director, Robert Krauss and uh, Todd Hagopian have really spearheaded that project. So major props to them. But but that'll have an official release. Uh, that'll have an official release soon. Nice. It's going to be great. I was wondering myself about that. I know we we chatted a little bit about it online and yep. stuff. And, um, you know, when I was on the board, when they brought that, I was like, yes, dude, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. Right. It's coming. And uh, and and then they they took it away without ever saying anything. Yeah, right. no, it's coming back. The decision to take it away was petty and spiteful. Right. Uh, I'm not going to make any quotes, but there are people who are, you know, not necessarily on our team who have said it was petty and spiteful and a, and a bad move. So we're bringing it back. Uh, man, there are so many things I want to announce, but I'm trying to. You got Well, I can't blow my load on the podcast on every single announcement. Like that's a that's a bad marketing move, right? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so. Uh, don't worry, it's coming and it's going to be better. And we're going to be um, generous, but not overly generous with the affiliate sign up links that we send out because we want it to be successful and we want to make sure that we can track uh, actual progress. Nice. Yeah, I, ha I have. I had my own personal link for yeah. a long time. And, um, you know, members, members of the LNC can have have one. You don't get paid for it or anything. Um, right. But I, you know, I used it for a long time and that was, you know, in that, that year and a half span where I was like, I'm going to prove that I'm the best recruiter on this board. Um, I did that. And then once, you know, Dan Fishman announced it in the LNC meeting and all that shit, I just stopped using it. Cause I was like, I was like, I don't even care anymore. Like it, it right. was like, it was all about like beating my chest and, and being like, I gotta be the best recruiter. And then I just didn't care anymore. Like it was like. You know, and then everybody's like, well, where's your recruiting been at lately? I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I fucking just stopped tracking it. <laughs> you right. Know? Like, I didn't do it anymore. I just quit. I mean, you can use it. You can still use the link. I had like a special like catch website made for it. It's Josh, yeah. joshsmithlp.com or whatever. And like, like I used it for a long time, but um, LNC members should be using those just to kind of track yeah. where, where people are, are at. It's coming and it's not going to be everybody's jam. You know, we're going to emphasize it with with people who have higher profiles and who who do messaging right because um, i think that that's the way to go right like if you have no visibility on social media you're probably not going to be pushing this thing out very successfully right. and that's okay there's different roles for for our different people right and it's just like i mean it's it's really no different than paid fundraisers right which is like something that this yeah. party should have always had um every political party that's successful in this country has had paid fundraisers um and that's just giving people a, an incentive to fundraise for the party it's a good it's a good yeah. thing it has always been a good thing and i knew when they took it away that and they they, they said they talked about how it wasn't um it wasn't fruitful and i was like nah, that's well, just that can't be the truth that's not the truth it's at all. and it's also it's it's not fruitful if you hand out the affiliate link to tons of people who aren't going to use it or who we're going to try to subvert it right so we're not doing that again yeah because that affiliate link to went to went to a handful of people it shouldn't have gone to quite honestly yeah yeah i wasn't i wasn't i mean it was such a secretive thing the whole thing uh, right that i didn't even know who all it went to i just knew that you know like tom and dave had one i think scott horton had one maybe um I, but i didn't know i didn't know all the people had it and you yeah. know they that last board and the board before to be honest they didn't tell me shit they never told me anything. They kept me, they tried to keep me in the dark about shit they were doing. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't make motions on the board um, because I knew, you know, if I put, if right. I brought a motion, it wasn't going to pass. Yeah. That's not the way we're doing things now. Yeah. Uh, my goal is to keep the LNC informed 
you know, on as much as, as humanly possible, which means that I'm going to be blowing up everybody's inboxes all the time, but it's, it's that or to be left in the dark. You'll never catch and, up to Karen Ann. So don't right. worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but specifically to keep the officers in the loop. Sure. Because that's really important. And that's something that didn't happen on the last, on the last uh, couple of chairs, you know, it's like you maybe several terms. Wow. Quite a while. And that's what breeds a lot of the infighting and suspicion and paranoia is when the chair comes in like a, like a dictator and doesn't actually have the vice chair system and and doesn't like lean on the secretary and doesn't ask the treasurer for input about financial stuff. Well, I was told that you are, uh, you know, the tyrant chair. I thought that you were the one, I thought you were the one that was going to come in and dictate and you, that was it. I mean, you were going to, you were going to be the anti-democracy chair that which is actually pretty based if it was true. But um, I thought, you know, everybody said you were going to be the tyrant, that you were going to, you know, drive this party in the ground. Ballot access was going to be non-existent and this. And it's just like, what the, where do the fucking people get this stuff from? They also need to, they need to, let's take democracy. Let's throw that in the trash. Yes, I like that. Throw that right in the, right in the garbage because it is garbage. And let's, let's replace that with a decision-making that's made by consensus with a good leader who's always getting feedback from the people around them that they trust. Oh, I like that. That's going to burn some, Best that's going to burn some boots though. You know what I mean? There's going to be some people yeah. out there really upset that you said that. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> die mad. I said die mad. No, my favorite is how mad people get about, um, uh, Michael Heiss when he was on the, the, that one, I don't remember what podcast it was. And he was talking about, you know, how democracy was trash and we, we don't run as a democracy and this and that. And everyone's like, Oh my God, Michael Heiss is going to turn the LP into anti-democracy. And all I could think in my head was like, do you know how many people would think that's so based? Yeah. I would be based. <laughs> There'd be so so many people. You know, so everybody, everybody who's losing their minds right now, once again, calm down. I can't remove every democratic element from the party. That's literally not possible, especially in a two year period and not in a four year period. What we're going to start doing is uh, making a slow shift to run this party more efficiently, which means running it more like a business. Right. Um, So I'm not coming in as a Hoppian dictator. I am coming in as like little Elon Musk Jr. CEO. Right. And if that's scary to you, Perhaps you should reevaluate your priorities because our success is more important than making everybody feel good with democracy. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, the only way we're ever going to beat democracy uh, in this country with this party is if we run our party that way. Um, and yeah. uh, that's probably it might there might be something uh, that happened over the last 51 years that made it so this party was not uh, extremely successful. But who knows? Who knows what it was? I don't know. Um, well, you know, I don't know what it is, but but I'm working on getting to the bottom of it. Right. So <laughs> something that I did before the National Convention was I sent out Freedom of Information Act requests to CIA, the FBI, the IRS, and the NSA to see if any and what involvement they had had in the Libertarian Party. It it took some back and forth. I got an initial rejection. I had to redraft, and I, and it went on, and I spent dude, I spent like eleven hours poring over COINTELPRO documents to make sure that what I requested was was right. something I could actually get. Like I looked at all the previous FOIA requests, dug through. Um, so, you know, hopefully within a month or two, we'll start to get some documentation in. Uh, that will be really, really fascinating. That'll be really fun to see. I don't think, it, it, I don't know how lo- how far out some of those documents can be disclass- declassified, 
but man, it'd be really nice to see if there was like any, I don't know, chairs or anything like that, that had been so, a part of one of those programs. <laughs> so, so for anybody who's really curious, they won't disclose names right. of individuals. So you have to kind of read between the lines. But now that I'm the national party's chair, I get a little bit more say in what they disclose and don't disclose. True. So there's a little bit of a gray area there. They won't disclose things having to do with uh, foreign governments. So people who are concerned about this person, X, Y, Z is, is a plant or they're working with the other government. We may not get that sort of stuff, but we are going to get some bare bones. This is their interest. This is the activity. This program was launched or this, you know, X number of persons of interest or informants, whatever, in a certain state. We're going to start narrowing it down. And then the closer we get, you know, that maybe at some point in the future, I could file an action. Right. I have to be really careful about how we spend LNC money. But uh, if we get to the point where we really need something and it's good and there's an appetite for it there, I'm going to make sure that the path is open. I like it. I like it. I just, I'll just be a little more clear. I, I just want to know if Nick Sarwark's a fed, uh, mainly so that I can BTFO Scott Horton for yelling at me on my own fucking show. But, uh, no, seriously, seriously, everyone knows he's a fed. It doesn't matter. We don't, we don't really need to know. We all know, you know what I mean? Um, let's see. we got some more super chats here. Uh, Shannon Lee. Thanks for the $10 super chat. Uh, longtime supporter. I appreciate you. She says, uh, I'm going to need all of you to help Dennis Mizagoy for us Senate running against Marco red flag Rubio, get his message out to as many people. So please Joshua and Angela help Dennis. I've had Dennis on my show actually, uh, for his yeah. US Senate cam campaign. I'm a big fan. I love Dennis to death. He's a great guy. So, uh, you know what we need, Shannon, you know what you could do for me is talk to Dennis and find out what his top issues are send me like a list so that not just like what's on the campaign website, but like, what can he talk about really well? Get that to me so that I can try to work it into some sort of plug from the national party. I cannot from the national party account, tell people to donate to Dennis, but I can say, share, I can check out his campaign. Here's his campaign website. Dennis said this, our candidate said this about this thing. Yeah. By the way, you know, I'd like to put out a call to, to all of our, anti-war candidates anybody who's like running for office right now as a libertarian and strongly anti-war please send me a message because i might be able to include you in something especially the federal candidates who have the who will yes. have the uh, opportunity to to affect that stuff i i'm just a statewide yes. candidate obviously I'm, I'm as anti-war as they come but it's not really something that's in my my platform federal candidates yeah. candidates uh for governor Oh, sure. Yep. If you can push defend the guard legislation. Ha ha. Yeah. See, I haven't found a state state way to work around it. Well, that's so there's, the there's other some, state reps can do that, too. So, yeah, OK, there you go. Yeah. So, see, we're, we're workshopping it like literally live trying to I figure like out it. what I can push. Uh, yeah. Ben Hackman, thanks for the two dollars. super chat. Multiple trans folks won awards at the Mises Bash. That's true. It's true. We had yeah. two. We had two transgender women um, come up to the podium and accept awards. Yeah. So. Bigots. Giant fucking bigots. I'm I'm I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh level zero thanks for the five dollars super chat this this lp for the most part feels like what i had idealized when i originally joined in 2000 looking forward to what's to come we are too i promise you yeah absolutely dude it's the most stoked i've been uh for a long time uh quest fanning five dollars super chat congratulations to you both angela and josh couldn't be happier for your victory plus todd and karen ann yes squad thank you, thank you. squad uh, Marco Frias, $5 super chat. It's early, but your ideas on LP Prez and vice presidential, uh, nominations being nominated as a dual ticket, as opposed to separate, like we have done it as a party in the past. Um, 
I I don't like it. I I think I think it's I think it's you know I kind of like the idea that uh, if the party is not super super stoked with the presidential candidate, they have an opportunity to throw yeah. a vice presidential candidate in there that they could be a lot more happy with, as we saw in twenty twenty. Yeah. So there's pros and cons to both, right? And and that's something that I don't think that decision is something that the LNC should make because you need to think about there's there's a couple of ways to approach it. One is like you said, you get a, a crap candidate or somebody that you don't like, or, or, or geez, people who are like, if so-and-so doesn't get the nomination, I'm going to quit the party. Right. So that's annoying. Right. All that, all those scenarios, but then you can put in a VP or vice versa that you like. And so then now we've got people's in, you know, and we've got them buy in and all of that. Uh, the downside is when you have two people who hate each other's guts running for office or who don't communicate or just have, they don't share a vision and that will end up with a very fractured campaign and sometimes messaging that is just totally like at odds, you know, like someone saying defund the police and someone saying don't defund the police. That can be like a real mess. Right. And sometimes the vice presidential candidate can also drag down the presidential candidate. It happened either way, but it's kind of complicated. I don't think we're going to solve it in 10 minutes on a podcast. Yeah. Well, and there's always the questions too about moving the nomination up you know that needs to happen that, i can't do it that quickly but it needs to happen yeah it's and well it's talked about every term and it never happens and i well, think it's something that the delegates have to do at national we need a freaking okay so we need a freaking bylaws proposal on it probably right. um we need to start working on that it should be closer to the iowa caucuses i don't know if we're going to get it that close that's that's quite a tall order but it should absolutely be pushed back it's like People are like, the Libertarian Party is a joke. You're a very distant third place. Well, part of that's because we behave like we're a distant third place. We have, sometimes we exude loser energy. And this is one area that I think we do exude that energy. Yeah. And as, uh, and just stepping back for a minute, someone from, as someone from Iowa, there is a lot of caucuses here in Iowa. Yeah. A lot. There's a whole lot of caucuses. Um, <laughs> Dingus called. Thanks for the ten dollars super chat. My family fled communism and fascism. I'm the definition of a bigot. Obstinately devoted to liberty with a hatred for authoritarians. Am I go. am I welcome in the LP? That's our kind of bigots, buddy. There you go. We love you. We support you. There you go. Please join. Uh, Drew Cook, ten dollars super chat. Can sober caucus get some love? We've got a couple of five hundred dollar detox sober living scholarships available. To people in the party, one hundred percent crowdfunded by party members and beyond. Yes, if you are, uh, I, I'd say if you're not clean or you are clean or you're trying to get clean and sober, you should definitely hit up sober caucus. They're amazing. Drew uh, Cook is yeah. one of the coolest dudes in the whole world. I love him to death. I've also had him on the show. Um, and, uh, and they are doing some really great work in that, that space. That's, that's what we talked about in the beginning. Like it's a community yeah. that, you know, some of, some people aren't a part of, and you, the best thing you can do is get out of the way and support them any yep. way you can. And, and what they're doing is, is really helping us in the drug war. Right. You know, when you get, when you help people get out, get out of addiction and get out of and clean up their lives and get out of bad scenarios, you're taking them right out of the clutches of the state incarceration, all of that stuff. Certainly we want to repeal drug laws and, and get rid of that state power. But in the meantime, we got to, you know, we got to triage our problems and we got to lean on people who are experienced and skilled and taking those people out of those situations. Right. No, I agree. And, and Drew's a good man for that. He's, uh, he's lived yeah. that life. I've, I've lived that life as well. We've talked about that on the show. Uh, so I support those causes. Um, and, and I probably should be a member of the sober cock, but I'm not sober. You know what I mean? 
there you go. <laughs> I'm clean. I'm not a drug addict. Uh, I'm well. I'm not on drugs, uh, but I am definitely so uh, not sober. I, I enjoy a glass of whiskey from time to time. You know what I mean? There you go. It's very occasional right. when you have seven kids, though. Yeah, I'm a I'm a teetotaling, uh, no alcohol, uh, boring person. Yeah, you don't drink or anything, huh? I don't drink. I eat edibles every night so I can sleep. Sure, sure. I don't like having my consciousness altered. I'm too type A. Too type A. I, f- I feel that. I I, uh, I enjoy altering my consciousness every once in a while. Uh, oh, and man. I don't know if it has anything to do with my personality type or just that uh, I have seven kids and any chance I get to. Yeah. <laughs> no, it would probably good be. It would probably be good for me. I'm a little uptight. Yeah. I'm uptight. It's like it's on me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Will Hobbs, my homie, $5 super chat. He said, running an Oregon LP primary for U.S. Senate. I'm a little anti-war. Nod, buddy, you are Mr. Anti-War. Uh, Mr. Def- anti-war. Yeah, you know Will. Oh, yeah. You know Will. Will's amazing. He's uh, been one of my very good friends in this party for a long time and, and one of probably one of my biggest supporters for my campaigns, last two at least as well. So, uh, Okay, Will hit me up because I need... I need some campaign intel, so I need some quotes. Send me some quotes, some anti-war quotes. I just want to see Will in a suit. I want to see if that happens. That'd be really cool looking. Uh, Gary Krause, $5 Super Chat. Angela, please hit me up about Bitcoin Project you mentioned on Twitter. Yes, will do. Gary Krause, okay. Shannon Lee, uh, member for 12 months, thanks. Dennis went hard against Doe Bishop. I'll send you the link. I've been asked to help Dennis, so I'm on board to do so. Thank you to both of you. Thank you. Okay, here we go. TJ Fitzsimmons, what's up, man? Thanks for being a member for 11 months. Are there any plans to have a war chest so the party has cash ready to roll immediately when something big like mandates hits? Are there big plans to roll out something for when the next mandate hits? No. Are there plans to have a war chest so the party has cash ready to roll immediately when something big? So this is, so I don't know. Okay, look, the, the party has never had a war chest. We're developing one. We're How about developing that? a war chest. Yes. I am actively developing a war chest. You have a email blast from the national party going out for me probably tomorrow. We've got another marketing campaign rolling out afterwards and all of them are tied into fundraising. And then we've got a really big uh, fundraising pitch coming up an event. It's going to be really awesome in the next couple of weeks. Um, you can consider this like a, a secret non non announcement of that. So you can all look forward to that. We have to build that war chest right now. We've let like little kid bow and arrow. Like we don't have. <laughs> it's it's all we got. We, we we're like trying to gun. we're trying to buy nukes, but we all we got right now is is Nerf guns. That's it. Yeah. We're getting there though. We're getting yeah. we're doing a lot better than we were doing six months ago. Damn straight. We raised quite a bit of money at the convention. Um, I we had. I can't remember. It was like close to 80 lifetime joins over that weekend. I only penned like 37 to 38 people at the, at the national convention, but a bunch of people joined with lifetime memberships. So, which is really cool. Do you hate modern wrestling? Wish you could go back to the sex and violence of the nineties. You're not alone. Eric and Tom are going back to 1993 to watch ECW from the beginning. its end so come get extreme just search for extreme timeline on any podcast app and come get extreme be honest with you the fact that people have just been waiting and waiting and and i've been saying it for five years you know every every time i'd run for chair i'd be like listen when i win 
tons of people are going to join the party. It's what's going to happen. And and I said the same thing about you this year, right? Like when Angela wins, tons of people are going to join the party. And there was always people like, you know, Beth Vest or these people are like, yeah, right. Where are they at now? Why aren't they here now? It's like, maybe they don't want to be here because of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I said the same thing to Joe. If you saw the little clip from the, uh, from the vice chair uh, uh, debate at national, Joe, Joe Hopman. He's like, he's like, Ron Paul, I was at the DePaul University when Ron Paul said, don't call me a libertarian. And he sat down. I said, maybe you didn't want to be called a libertarian because people like you, buddy. <laughs> you know, it's true. That's what it was. It's like, oh gosh, so much hubris. I don't want to, I don't want to name call anyone. I don't, I don't think it's in good form for me to do it as chair, but I would say to anyone who is hating on Ron Paul, hating on Ron Paul supporters, do yourself a favor and stop because you're embarrassing yourself. Right. Especially now. And you're not, you're, you're not going to win the argument. Let it go. Just let it go. You've probably got something else that's much better to say. Say that instead. Right. Yeah. Like call me a bigot again or a deadbeat or a couch surfer or a, yeah. Yeah, there's other things you could say about me, you know, that, that none of us have ever heard before. <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, TJ Fitzsimmons said, uh, "As long as there's no, pl- as long as there is a plan to not blow the money, I'm in." So that's good. Yeah, we're not blowing money. We're not, you know, I'm not making it rain yet. We have to be, we have to be a little more judicious in how we spend our money. But but the first step is to earn the money. Get the get the money in. That's right. what we're working on. Yeah, and it's you know you have a board, and and we talked about this in the very beginning of the show. Uh, I, I we finally have a board. It's not going to sit around and play petty intra-party politic yep. games. Um, that's what that's what it's been for years. Why would anybody want to spend money on an, on a party that that's what they do? Why? I, I certainly I, I drop. You know, I, I Robert Krauss had to chase me down to pay my membership before the national convention. Literally, I stopped giving money to the party. Well, yeah, and it's sad state of affairs. But you're not the only one. A lot of people did. And my, you know, my monthly was never huge, but there was a time where I was given a hundred dollars a month to the party. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On top of all the traveling I was doing for the party, on top of the fundraising I was doing for the party, I was given a hundred dollars of my own money. And I, you know, I, I got to a point where it's like, you know, I got better things to do with my own money. Right. And, you know, I'll continue to do my, my things. You know what I mean? I'll continue to do my, you know, the work that I do for the party, but, but I'm not going to con- give my own money that I work my ass off to a party that's not doing anything politically whatsoever. Um, well, I'm telling everyone, please give it now. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have, now you have the opportunity to uh, give to a party that's going to fight the state like legitimately and is, is growing. I mean, I think we were the fastest growing party in the country for a minute. I think now we're actually like legitimately back there. Yeah. Again. And it, it's and fast. Some of that money, by the way, a uh, little bit of that money went to New Hampshire. Uh, $5,000. When was that? When was that? Was that uh, Thursday? That was when I was sick. I know that because we did the exec- okay. we did the executive committee, and I was I was. I think it out was Thursday. It. Yeah. So so the New Hampshire party, I, I definitely want to give them a shout out. They are really busting their asses right now to try to get ballot access, and and they have some really good campaigns. So that's what we're doing, right? We're trying to support people who like actually care and who are doing the work and who are good libertarians, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. And I, and it's, you know, I follow pretty much every libertarian from New Hampshire. I follow on Twitter and, uh, and I, every post they're making right now is them out 
you know, trying to get signatures to get ballot access. Everybody. And that's huge uh, because a lot of those guys used to just be free state project people that did not like the Libertarian Party. So right. that says a lot. Understandable. Yep. <laughs> Understandable. Are you guys, let's say, speaking of New Hampshire, are you coming to, are you coming to Porkfest? Uh, I'm not coming this year. I'm the worst. Oh, no. I, I, haven't, I know. I have a ticket. I've been the last two years. I planned on coming, but I'm going to be on a, um, I'm going to be traveling to a very well-known podcast earlier in that week, which I will announce later. So this is my next non-announcement. I bet I know. And what then is. at the end of that week, I'm going to be in Florida for a friend's wedding. Nice. So it's just like a lot of travel. And then there's, there's a couple of other things that might end up happening that week. I was just like, I got screwed. And then uh, I think most people know I am, I'm a, I'm a little over three months pregnant and I have still been uh, hitting the campaign trail. Like it hasn't really been much of an issue for me. Right. Hasn't, hasn't been, but I'm trying to like, remember like I am, I am 1.5 humans right now. Two humans, pro-life people, chill out. Um, you know what I mean. The other person is like, you know, eight ounces. But I'm, I'm trying to remember it does actually tax you a little bit. I'm yeah. not good at gauging that. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to try to be more chill. I need to be chill. Yeah, we we have a baby coming uh, in almost exactly two months from now. So Crazy. we we get it. Uh, it's it's taxing on my, my little Italian fiance as well. And we're getting to the point now where it's like, I'm, I best just shut up when I'm around her most of the time, you know? Yeah. Ah, you're tired. Okay. I get it. I get it. I'll get there. I'll get there. I, I, uh, one day it'll sink in when I'm like, you know, maybe after I've given birth, I'll be, I'll realize that I was pregnant and, and that I should slow down. Well, I'm excited for you. Uh, I, I think you're going to be an awesome mom. Uh, just don't dictate too hard. Okay. Sometimes Thank kids got to do yeah. what they want. Not gonna put them in like uniforms and have them march and t- and speak German like you know. Sorry, like that's not actually a thing. Um, yeah. No, she's you. Just keep them away from the pride parades. <laughs> mean, bigot. It's Dig just it. like, it's so bad. I'm watching these videos going, I could never bring my kids to this. You know, I, I grew up going to the San Francisco pride. You know what I mean? We'd go and skate pride and, and, uh, cause you know, I, was I could take skater. my, yeah, I could take my kids if there was no nudity. Yeah, but it's not, but there's nudity and humping. So like, if I'm not going to have them watch that on TV, we're not going to watch it in person. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. It's bad news. If there's a, if there's a, if there's a, a G rated pride parade, Maybe we'll do that. That's never been a thing ever. I, I remember going in like 1998 or something like that. And it was, you know, half naked people and sex on the street. And I don't want to see it. No. Am I a bigot? I, and of course, I don't want to yeah, see, wanna see straight people have sex in front of me either. No. It's not, there's nothing about gay. I just, I just, I don't need to see that. Yeah. I just, well, stay out of San Francisco if you know what's good for you. Then you it's know okay. I, mean? I live. I live in LA. It's same. it is what it is. It's almost the same thing. It's yeah. close. Uh, Patrick Mitchell, uh, thanks for the five dollars super chat. He says, "I was one of those who became a lifetime member after y'all won. Thank you for pinning me, Angela. Congrats and good luck to both of you." Thank you. Patrick Mitchell is a great Texas Mises Caucus person who I love very dearly. Yep. Uh, yep. Longtime supporter of the show as well. Uh, oh, <laughs> Craig dot uh, Craig was it Craig or off? I don't know. Somebody said, somebody said, when aren't you guys having a baby, Josh? <laughs> yeah, it was Craig. When don't you have a baby coming, Josh? Yeah, that's true. I listen, I got an Italian Midwestern fiance. 
Okay. She there just, you go. they just want, she wants like 10 kids. That's what she wants. And she, you know, Ooh, we'll enter into an aggress- aggressive negotiations on how many I'll have. <laughs> you, you may have your first one and be like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And I want to have a hundred more, you know, you never know. You never know what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, well, you know, at that point, I'll be paying someone to turn back my biological clock, but whatever. Yeah, yeah um, it does sneak up on you fast. I'm a very busy person. But see, I'm no longer a um, failed childless loser. Right. Um, so, you know, yeah. take that, social conservatives. I'm catching up better late than never. You, you Stephen got, Molyneux can sleep <laughs> at night, you know. He's having got, a heart attack. You got counting. one he's, up. You got one up on David Valenti now, at least. He's like childless the Santa Claus loser. of eggs, making his list, checking it twice. <laughs> Oh, Stefan. But I just, so I know he's like a meme now, but man, he used to be so good. And I still, and I will still listen to Molyneux about um, his par- his peaceful parenting stuff. It's just fantastic. Yeah, I haven't listened in a few years, like ever since I had a nightmare about him. But um, oof, that might have been a little scary. He's, you know, he's kind of got that PBS face, you know, it's, it's a little creepy. It wasn't scary, but it, it kind of turned me up. Because in my nightmare, he like he was just a head with a spider robot body, and so now <laughs> when I see him, all I can think is that is the head and the spider robot body, and it bit me. It was very, it was traumatic. We awful. used to we used to talk about um, Stefan a lot in the group. So so Angela and yeah. I were in uh, some some Facebook groups back in the day prior to our real involvement with the party. I mean. Yeah, this was what 2015 i think is when we really mm-hmm. started with the gary johnson tank meme stash and all that shit and uh then we what do we have tanker terrians and think liberty and we we were all kind of a part of this community that was uh trying to put out content and there was a lot of people talking about Stefan back then it was always kind of funny yeah. um and that's where we you and i met was it was kind yeah. of that 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 libertarian online community but out of the party right he choked on red pills, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. You're not supposed to, you're not supposed to boof the entire bottle, bud. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just can't, you know, well, he was funneling it. Absolutely. Hey, well, we're getting to the end of the, uh, the, the, the live stream. We'll have the members only for a couple minutes after this, but, um, you know, before we go, uh, what, I mean, what, what are we, we started talking about what you've done, but what are the plans? What are the things you want to see from the libertarian party going over the next two years? Oh man. So cohesion, so that we're unified and we understand what we're doing. Goals, basic goals, you know, some flexible long-term goals. No more high time preference behavior. We're going to start planning for a long-term future if we want to be serious political contenders. Emphasis on local politics from the national party. Um, A presidential campaign that actually grows our grassroots base. Not just a a one-off, hey, we got a whole bunch of votes from a bunch of people who spite voted against uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton like meaningful growth and messaging that really resonates with people and speaks to real people's needs um, and, and helping people on their libertarian journey. We really, we need to foster and grow libertarians and doing all of that while being mindful of the weird, um, strange state of the political climate right now, balkanization, cold civil war, inflation through the roof. We've got to navigate all these problems really carefully while being authentic and genuine and growing our movement in a way that will actually bolster and support people if shit really does hit the fan. Sure. That's what I want to see the party do. Nice. Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan, Angela. I look forward to working with you over the next two years for sure. Uh, I promise you I'll pick up my, my pace from prior uh, Libertarian National Committee boards 
uh it was it was a it was um it was hard to do work with those people we'll just yeah, we'll, blacklisted. We'll leave it at that uh it was very hard for me to do this do, do work with those people and you know i feel like i got the catharsis i deserved um and I'm, I'm i really just i have amazing feelings i'm watching the the energy of this movement and uh you know i'm i'm just super proud that you know we get to be led uh into battle by someone that i know is is um genuine and legitimately cares about the issues that americans are facing and, and i appreciate you very much by the way did you get the gift that i sent you yet no you saw i it. didn't Okay, I'll check the mail. Okay, you got to check the mail. You got to check the mail. I sent you a gift. Hopefully, you I like have a it. pile of mail. Okay, it should be a box, like a package thing, a little okay. package. So, um, but uh, I'm I'm super excited. The energy is amazing. Uh, the new membership growth is beautiful. Uh, the new fundraising, and I know that you you have everything to do with that. And this 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 movement, uh, I believe, owes you a, a great deal of gratitude. And uh, I hope it continues to grow and blossom under your leadership. Thank you for everything. Where can people find you? Follow you? Support you? Listen to you? All those good things. Thank you. Uh, if you want to see. If you want to get copies of my speech transcripts, resources that I've worked on for the Libertarian Party over the last year, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Angela McArdle. There's a lot of good content in there and a lot of really good stuff uh, coming over the next couple of days. You can follow me on Twitter. That is in the, the tagline I see for the video. And uh, if you want to see my speaking appearances, that'll all be updated by Friday at AngelaMcArdle.com. There's some really cool stuff happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And you guys go support Angela's, uh, uh, Patreon that gives her more freedom to do more stuff for the party and the movement. And that really means uh, a lot to everybody. If you, if you understand how hard this woman can work. So, uh, Angela, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you. We're, we're all very proud of your win. Um, and if you can just give me a couple of minutes, to close this thing out, we'll start the uh, members only stream. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely. All right, guys, Angela's super cool. Please go support her. Uh, and support the Libertarian Party. It's it's actually going to use your money for good and not evil anymore. Um, and that's a really important thing, man. You guys have you guys finally have a movement and a leadership team uh, that you can coalesce around that you know is not going to embarrass you, uh, you know is going to message the important issues like the COVID regime, the anti-war sentiment, uh, inflation in the Federal Reserve. These are the things that we know are important to libertarians, but more importantly, they're important to everyday American people, whether they understand them or not. Um, and you have a party that's going to do that now and and run candidates that are going to help try and enrich those people's lives so if you could please go and support her and the party and uh you know me trying to put together this media program for the party um you can always earmark your donations to the libertarian party to go towards whatever you'd like them to go towards um i don't know if you guys are aware of that but it's good stuff uh mason Klompus, thanks for becoming a new member uh, uh supporter of the show oh wait is that that's a white uh bee i wonder if it's still doing the the colored uh, badges anyways um but yeah please go support her of course go check out my sponsors top the man the myth the legend my good friend and partner on break the cycle where you can get all kinds of great hats backpacks ba bags but uh hoodies i think he's got some some uh some girl pants up there he's got all kinds of cool stuff all hand-drawn uh designs and you can go to toplops.com and use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or, guys, join the Patreon, become a subscribe star, or become a member of the YouTube channel where you get into the members-only streams. But also, you get into a private Discord server where you can get all the Tops new gear uh, that comes out up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount. Really great stuff. Definitely worth it, if, especially if you're one of the lower-tiered patrons. Uh, you're going to get your money's worth. Um, and you get to watch a lot of other content that you don't see here, like watching Tom Woods say the F-word. 
which is still on there. I think there's 100 and, 152 uh, members only episodes now that you guys are not seeing if you're not members. So uh, go check that out. Of course, <clears throat> sorry, <coughs> executive producer of the show, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, if you own a business, especially, or you know somebody who owns a business, go check them out. They're going to save you a ton of time, ton of money, and give you all the help you need. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, uh, I'm still getting over that sickness, which I never had a cough, but I guess there was stuff in my lungs uh, that I never was coughing out while I was sick, and now it's coming out, so... Um, and of course, new, uh, sponsor of the show, extreme timeline podcast, please go check them out. Uh, they're doing a deep dive into ECW wrestling and watching it from the very beginning. Uh, amazing stuff. If you're listening to this in the audio, of course, you've heard their ad here. Uh, there will be a video ad for the live stream soon. Uh, I'm done with shows. No, I have one more show this week. Uh, I'll announce it tomorrow. Uh, should be Thursday or, or Friday. Um, and then, uh, coming up. I think the week after, is it the week after I'll be in Porkfest? Uh, if you guys are going to be around Porkfest, please come say hi to me, man. I'm so stoked to go to Porkfest. Yep, so uh, today is the 14th. Next week on Wednesday morning, I'll be flying out to uh, Boston and catching a ride with a good friend uh, into New Hampshire where I will be until Sunday evening, I believe. So uh, four days or whatever, I'll be at Porkfest. Uh, I know that we're going to do some kind of talk there. I'd like to talk with a lot of my friends and and uh, see y'all, give you hugs, high fives, daps, all that good stuff. Love you guys to death. Uh, I will see you either Thursday or Friday for the next show. Until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the person of frame. But I just landed in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft But Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously, I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a course In Minecraft, just in Minecraft Nothing I mean, you know it Your product is getting close to COVID 